From BLC Studios in Mankato, Minnesota, this is the Maverick Hockey Live Podcast, presented by Duncan, with your host, Shane Frederick. This is the Maverick Hockey Live Podcast, presented by Duncan. I'm your host, Shane Frederick, and joining me today is Minnesota State junior forward, Cade Borchert. How are you doing today, Cade? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing all right, uh, considering uh, the technical glitches that uh, it took for us to get on uh, with each other today. You would have thought after two years of uh, Zoom and everything else that we'd figure this out by now, but that's all right. <laughs> Got it now. We're good. <laughs> uh, we're coming to you via Zoom instead of the BLC studios today. Um, Got some illnesses going through the, the Frederick household and uh, through the Minnesota State team. So we thought we'd probably keep uh, our, our distance. So I uh, hope everybody's feeling all right uh, down there at the rink, uh, Cade. Yeah, boys are doing better, better every day. So yeah, hopefully we keep going in the right direction. That's good to hear. Um, you know, I know everybody was a little surprised, I'm sure, if they watched the game on Friday night as I did and saw the lineup uh, posted on Twitter as it often is and saw the names who were not in the lineup and the new names who got in uh, for the first, uh, some of them for the first time this season. And uh, that included uh, the goaltending situation with uh, Brian McKay out. Uh, um, What's it like, I guess, as a player when you're trying to deal with, and it could be injuries too. um, So we're not necessarily talking about illnesses, but in this case, uh, having something go through and, having those lineups uh, be shuffled and trying to deal with that, you know, when you go on the road for a, a big series or, or even when you're playing at home. Yeah, I think uh, that's one of the biggest things about our team is the depth we have and we bring in guys, extra guys. So not everyone plays every night. And um, coach kind of just said, this is, I mean, when he's telling everyone, you got to come every day to the ring to work because you never know when your chance uh, or your opportunity is going to come. And a lot of guys got their opportunity this weekend. And I thought, um, uh, they all played well. So, I mean, yeah, it was a different lineup, but um, I mean, you gotta be ready for those moments and you can come at any time. So I think those guys did a really good job. Tough weekend. I mean, split on the road, um, you know, not an easy place to play, uh, not an easy uh, road to go to all the way up to Lake Superior state. Uh, you lose one zero on, on Friday night and you come back and you win three, nothing on Saturday. Um, if you look at the shots on goal for the weekend and things like that, uh, it's probably a surprise that you come out with a split, but um, can you talk a little bit about the weekend and I'm sure you probably like the way that you bounce back uh, after a tough game Friday. Yeah, I think there's a lot of goods um, to look at after this weekend. I think um, like obviously the, we didn't have everyone, but like I said earlier, um, the guys were ready to play and I think we could have easily had that first game and we didn't, but um, I think it was a, we did a really good job bouncing back in that second game, and that was a huge win to get that. So um, we learned from the first one, and we moved on and um, got that second one. So I think that was important. Crazy to see you guys shut out uh, on, on Friday after uh, the number of goals that you put up over the previous five games. Uh, <laughs> you were probably averaging you know, yeah. six goals a game or something like that. Uh, that was uh, uh, probably a little shock to your system, too. Yeah, it's yeah, obviously with the, the the way we were putting in the goals, uh, a lot of people were surprised, but it happens and um, just couldn't find the back of the net. But like I said, we had to move on and we did. Uh, just a little bit about uh, Mr. Borchert here. Um, he has six goals and nine assists for 15 points so far this season. 
coming off a, a really good sophomore year when she had 24 points, including nine goals, was third on the team in points last season on uh, the Frozen Four team. Um, scored one of the biggest goals of the season last year to get you guys to overtime. Uh, I talked to uh, your cohort, uh, Jake Livingstone, last week. We talked a little bit about that goal and the play that uh, he made to set you up for that goal. But, um, you know, you guys knew a lot about, uh, you know, the heartbreak that this team had faced, uh, you know, whether it was those first-round losses or uh, even the COVID year, your freshman year, uh, to uh, score a goal like that, to at least get it to overtime and then have what happened in overtime with uh, Ryan Sandlin scoring. Um, what, what do you think about that goal? Now you, you kind of look back a few months later and, 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 and what it means to you and what it meant to this program. Yeah, I think it was huge. And um, yeah, that play by Livy was, was amazing. I mean, that was all him. He brought it all the way up the ice and found me in the slot. Um, he still gives me crap a little bit about, uh, how I, I went away from him when I celebrated, which still kind of haunts me. I wish I would went to him, but I was just so excited. It was in the moment, but, uh, yeah, I think that play, the play was huge and it was all him, but, um, yeah, that, that whole weekend was just a huge, huge step for in the right direction for this program. And, um, yeah, hopefully we can have some moments like that and not that close, but <laughs> get some more <laughs> moments like that and get back to the frozen four this year. So I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Sure. Yeah. That's uh, I never know. I'm always surprised when I see celebrations though. I mean, there are players who, you know, if they go right to someone or they know exactly what happened or even after the game for me as a reporter, having them describe everything to a T, I I just can't imagine. I would think everything's such a blur that it's, it's hard to even know where you go after you celebrate a goal like that. It's such a, especially in that situation. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I keep telling them. (laughs) It's, it's, it is a blur and uh, I look back at it and, it's it's pretty crazy. It was a, it was an awesome weekend. Yeah, yeah. And I know it's in the past. It's so it's crazy, and you guys do such a good job, and Coach Hastings does such a good job of making sure that you're prepared for the week ahead and and not looking back too much. But I'm sure it's nice to you know every once in a while to be able to look back on a, a weekend like that, not just uh, obviously the yeah. that goal or that game, but to kind of have that kind of burned into your memory as, as as a as a pretty good moment for for you and for this program. Definitely. I agree. Um, you, you talked earlier when we were mentioning the, the, the uh, you know, players who are out of the lineup and, and players who have to come in, you know, your story has become pretty well known um, just because of, you know, looking back to your freshman year here, uh, you played in 10 games, didn't score. Um, I'm sure if I remember correctly, a lot of those nights, you might've been like the extra skater on the, on the line chart. Um and you're just kind of waiting for your turn in, a, in an era, I would say, in athletics and college athletics where it's pretty easy to be impatient, um, whether it's players transferring or, you know, trying to figure out what their future is or, or worried about that. Um, you know, you kind of waited out that year on a really good team where you probably knew what was ahead of you and who was leaving. Um, and I'm sure it was frustrating, you know, to, to not play and then to jump in as a sophomore and fill a role um, and, and really watch that role expand. Um, you know, I think that's a big, real testament to what, um, you know, and a good lesson to, to players about being patient. Is, is that something, were, were, did you feel like you were patient as a freshman uh, during that situation? Did you know what was coming or how, how, how did you handle that? Yeah. I mean, I've been asked this a lot and uh-huh. it, it was a long year for me. Um, 
you want to be in the lineup every night. Unfortunately, some guys aren't, and uh, I wasn't a lot of times with freshman year. But I mean, it was. I think the biggest thing with me was just kind of sticking to it, not not really trying to worry about it. Just work on my game. Uh, I knew I was good enough to play, um, and it just it didn't happen for me as much freshman year as I would like. But I have a really good relationship with uh, coach, um, all the coaches. Um, I tried to be a positive guy, good teammate, and just not really try to worry about it. And I knew my time would come, and I I wanted to be ready when my time came. And I feel like I did a good job when uh, my number was called. And then are you just a person who you said it was, you know, it can be frustrating, but what, is that something where, is there anything that you drew on to kind of help you get through that and to try to help you know that, Hey, when your chance comes, you're going to be ready, but you know, that, that chance isn't necessarily because of anything you're doing. It could be because you're, you're playing on a team that's loaded with seniors. That's top three in the country that, you know, if COVID doesn't happen, might win a national championship, might go to a frozen four. Um, do you put all those things in your mind or do you, or is there another way that you approach it? Uh, I, I don't really know. I mean, I think I kind of just approached it. I mean, day by day, I, I really didn't try to worry about it too much. Like I said, I, I thought, I mean, I, I thought I had a good uh, career at juniors and leading up to that point. So I thought I could have been playing. Um, I just try not to worry about it. I uh, just, like I said, just try to be a good teammate. And I mean, if my number was called, I was ready to go, but um, it was a long year for me. And um, I uh, gave it as a little bit as a motivation in the ne- next summer. And I knew I wanted to come in uh, my sophomore year and be ready to go. So did you do anything differently uh, over that summer to prepare and, and to, you know, knowing there were spots, I mean, you had to still earn your spot and coach talks about that a lot. You know, I'm sure you didn't feel like you were just going to be inserted into a, a top six forward position and, put you next to Nathan Smith and go. I mean, it was uh, probably a situation where, you know, you, you still had to earn that. And and what did you do to kind of prepare for that? Because you certainly came, came out gangbusters once the season eventually started last season. Yeah, I think I just had a really good summer. Um, I don't think I really did anything different. Maybe I had a little more chip on my shoulder. Um, but I, I don't think uh, I did anything really crazy or different. Uh, I think I just, yeah, I just worked a little harder maybe. And um, had that motivation in the back of my mind that uh, it's a big summer for me and I wanted to take a step in the next year. Is there anything that surprised yourself about the way you ended up playing that things clicked as, as they did? I mean, I know every player is confident and you go out and, and you think you can, you can do that, but you had a pretty consistent, uh, especially the first half of the year. I mean, I think your name got put up there, you know, amongst the, those early Hobie Baker uh, lists for uh, fan voting and things like that. I mean, uh, that's a, that's a big <laughs> flip flop of a career from, <laughs> you know, tr- wondering if you're going to be in the lineup or not the previous year. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I'm confident in myself. Like you said, I think we all are confident or should be. So I knew I was capable of it. So, I mean, I wasn't really shocked or surprised. Um, this is what I love to do and this is uh, what I believe I'm best at. So I wasn't really surprised and I had confidence in myself and just wanted to go out there and just be me and play. And uh, I think I was rewarded. You have that consistency going forward. And, and uh, you know, once that starts to kind of roll and you start to mesh with, with guys and you're playing every night, that, that's got to be a pretty good feeling, huh? Yeah, it was a really good feeling. And uh, you get into this season and now there's expectations on you. Um, you know, what was that like coming in, you know, trying to make sure that you uh, didn't take a step back after a pretty good start to this, uh, you know, or after a pretty good uh, sophomore season? Yeah, I, I like that. Um, gives, gives me a little extra drive. And I think uh, a lot of guy, good players like like having that in the back. Um, uh, yeah, it can be stressful, but uh, that's what we're here for. And 
I think um, a bunch of us players wanted um, had a little more motivation this summer. I, the way we finished last year, we knew we could have finished the job in um, Pittsburgh. So I think just a lot of guys had a little chip on their shoulder and um, we're ready to go right when we got here. What's the season been like for you to start? Um, you know, I, sh- I shouldn't say to start. We're uh, almost into December. <laughs> You've got a couple months in. Uh, Crazy. You know, tough schedule and and uh, you know just you know your your numbers are pretty good. You had obviously the the uh, great game um, uh, earlier this year. Uh, was it the four point night? Right? Is that? Yeah, uh, it was Bowling Green. Bowling Green. Yeah. Or, yeah, it was Bowling Green. <laughs> it's, all, it's all starting I know, to it's already long ago it's already i know it's crazy that was already like a few weekends ago right um you know that was a great that was a fun night i'm sure with with the way the crowd was and and to do that against bowling green must have been a, a pretty fun experience yeah that was a fun night um i had some my mom and brother and uh had some family other family in town so that was fun to uh score the, the hat trick there uh, I, my roommate, Nathan Smith was, he was the goaltender interference. He was, he drew, uh, cause I scored the third one on the power play in the first period and he got the goal interference or whatever. So I, I still give him a little crap about that, but, uh, <laughs> we, we got, we got the, in the second period, I got the third one. So it was nice to get that, but yeah, it's, it was a f- fun weekend. Uh, but yeah, I think I'm playing well. Um, could do, can do a little better job with certain things, but I think, uh, I'm going in the right direction and I think our team's going in the right direction. So I'm looking forward to keep going here. I don't know who I felt more bad about uh, you not getting the hat trick at that moment or the fans who actually threw their ha- hats on the ice. Then and The one hat on the, on the ice. Was there only one, <laughs> only one person? I think there was like, I don't know how many were the first time, but I, I remember the second, I think the fans were confused when I scored like the actual hat trick. I think there was l- literally one hat on the ice. I remember skating by it. So that was pretty funny, but. Yeah, it was funny because I think I had noted that you were on pace uh, to get a hat trick um, to try to beat uh, uh, Brendan Furry's. Uh, oh, yeah. Because yeah, he got his in about 24 and a half minutes, I think, uh, mm-hmm. uh, in an earlier game. And um, and you got yours before the first period ended, and then they took it away. And then by the yeah. time you got the other one, it, you had passed that 25-minute mark. So yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Um, but it's, you know, games like that have to give you a, a big shot of confidence as well. And I would think, and, and just, uh, when you're playing as well as you are with, with that line or just as a group, as you kind of roll through the lines, uh, the confidence has to be pretty high on nights like that. Yeah, definitely. I think anytime the, the puck's going, uh, in the right way for you. And I think, um, and it's going in you get a little confident and that's, that's when you start rolling. So it was, it was definitely nice to get that. And I, I think that our, our whole team played really well that weekend. Um, Pucks were just going in for us and I think they were all um, deserving. So yeah, it was, it was nice to get a little confidence there and uh, uh, have the puck go my way. So, cause I know it wasn't for the first 10 games, I was getting pretty frustrated, Yeah, but uh, it was nice to get on there. So you're from Burnsville and um how much is a player growing up? I mean, how much did you know about Minnesota state? Did you pay attention to Minnesota state? Um, you know, I'm sure, you know, like a lot of kids, you had dreams of playing college hockey. What did you know about the Mavericks at that time coming up through those? Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up in Burnsville. Um, I, I was pretty familiar with all the teams around in Minnesota and a lot of college hockey. I come, I, I, I was a big hockey fan growing up, so I followed all of it and I, I still do. Um, obviously, and 
I I remember one time when I was pretty little, my brother was a squirt, I think. Um, his team came down here to watch a game because their coach was Paul Noterman, who played here. And um, so he had uh, – they, they came here for a game or whatever, and it was just a Friday or Saturday night. And I came with, and we got to go in the locker room after. And I remember I was wearing a Minnesota Gophers T-shirt that said Minnesota Gophers. And the guy – and someone on the team, I don't remember what it is. I still don't have the shirt. He crossed off the Gophers and wrote State. And I was, like, kind of confused. And I was, like – but so I remember that. And I, and then I kind of always had a little something for Minnesota State. Um, but, yeah, I was always – everyone always asked, like, oh, Gophers, like, the biggest team there. And I think it's cool to see a little – the success of all the Minnesota teams um, in the last few years. It's, I mean, you, you look at the top 20 of the rankings, you got all of them in there. Duluth's always up there with them winning the national championships and the way this program's turned around here and um, St. Cloud and even Bemidji. So I think it's just been cool to see all that. And, um, yeah, I've always had a little something with Mankato after that, so I think it was cool. I'm gonna figure out who that player was. I think that's I know I need to find that shirt. I'm sure it's long gone, but it was it was funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, that would be great. What what year would that have been approximately? Do you remember anybody who would have been on that team? We'll try to figure that out at some point. <laughs> hey, I would have to I would have to look at that who who's on the roster then. But I'd have to go back and do some some homework. <laughs> Uh, and then from there, right from Burnsville, you you played uh, some junior hockey, kind of bounced around a couple different teams, right? The three, three yeah, different junior teams. Three years, three different teams. I played in Brookings and the North American League my first year. Then I went to Madison and used to the second year. And then I went to Sioux Falls uh, my last year. So, yeah, three three years, three teams. It's quite the journeyman. I mean, and you're not uh, alone on your roster with, with players who've had that kind of experience. But yeah, uh, it's, a, it's a lot... Uh, it's a lot of bouncing around before you get to a landing spot like Minnesota state. Yeah, it is. I think it, it was a good learning uh, experience for me and um, I wouldn't take any, any of the three years back um, some years longer than others, but I think uh, it all led me to uh, in the right place. Well, I think, uh, I, th- I think it has too. Uh, you, this weekend you're back at home. Uh, that's got to feel good. And you, you got uh, Michigan tech coming to town. Uh, never, never easy to, to play the Huskies. Uh, what do you know about them going into the weekend? Yeah, I, I know they're, they're an awesome team and uh, their programs um, been around for a while and they've, uh, they've proven themselves. And I think they play a similar style as to us. So I think it's going to be a really good challenge for us. And um, I think we're ready for it though. Yeah. They've just over, over the last few years and, and certainly, you know, I'm sure going into the, this new CCHA, the, the rivalries are, are, you know, pretty strong. You guys well established. We mentioned Bowling Green earlier and um, Michigan tech has always been a, a team that's made life difficult for you, whether you play it, them up there play in Mankato. Uh, it's always seems to be a, a real battle and they're usually pretty fun uh, fun weekends uh, t- to watch hockey. You talk about old rivalries and I think that's one of the great things that's happened over the course of the um, last few years, um, especially under coach Mike Hastings is that uh, the, some, some of these rivalries that have developed that are, you know, might not have been thought of as great rivalries 15 years ago or more um, suddenly are and Michigan tech is one of those teams, I think. Yeah, I do too. I think them, Bemidji. I think there's a lot of teams in the CCH, CCHA that um, are turning into rivals or have been turning into rivals. So it's always, it always 
makes it fun when there's a little uh, something extra on there with um, just having that uh, background of um, playing each other and stuff. So yeah, they're a good team. They got a, a good group, a good um, uh, structure there and they're good goalies. So I think it'll be a good challenge for us. Well, best of luck this weekend and stay healthy. Hopefully everybody's uh, gets through the sickness and moves on to, uh, uh, you know, it's better to have that early in the year than late in the year. That's for sure. Yeah, exactly. And you too. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, we're going to let you go and I appreciate you having on, being on with the Maverick Hockey Live podcast. Thanks for joining. My name is Shane Frederick. He's Cade Borchard. We'll see you next time. Thanks for having me.